The world's getting far more south right now. And, and you, you know, people are ingesting hundreds of thousands of layers of emotion, way too much for human beings. So, so in that way, what happens, your vibration drops. Now, these beings, these entities, attachments, whatever you want to call them, they're actually in the same space, but different times. So they're walking around. And if your vibrations in symbiote with their low vibration, they could actually attach to you. And so when they attach you, they just ride around with you and, you know, they manipulate, they send you thoughts and they'll, they'll just stay with you until you remove them. Now, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's just becoming self-aware. I think that if you do feel those symptoms, then, you know, like your abdomen's bloaty and you've got tight neck or shoulders and you get negative thoughts, the chances are uh, you've got the attachment. Right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Higher Journeys. I am your host, Alexis Brooks. And of course, if it's your first time here, I welcome you. I welcome you. And I welcome my second time guest. It's been a while, Christopher Macklin. Christopher Macklin, everyone, say hello. Christopher is here. <laughs> Yay. Oh, thanks. Yay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so glad to have you back. It's been, gosh, I think it was September of 2021 that we last had Christopher on. And we had a very, very intense conversation, not unlike what we're going to get into today, guys. We talked about entity attachment, Christopher, if you recall. Um, and you had a, some very strong things to say about how prevalent entity attachment is. We've covered this before on the show, for sure, uh, with several of our guests. And it's something that, although it is deep, it is a bit, it can seem a bit dark. I think it's something that we all need to be aware of. Um, you said that you believe that about 98% of the population has some semblance of attachment. Let's just have me make a couple of comments on that. And then we're going to transition to alien abduction. It's all connected. Let's, let's, let's go into that. 98% of the population you feel, Christopher, may have some form of attachment. Where are you getting that from, if you don't mind me asking? I talked to McHugh's that beings. Yeah, it's late 90s, nothing. The thing is about it is this, you know, the world's getting far more south right now. And, and you you know, people are ingesting hundreds of thousands of layers of emotion, way too much for human beings. So, so in that way, what happens, your vibration drops. Now, these beings, these entities, attachments, whatever you want to call them, they're actually in the same space, but different times. So they're walking around. And if your vibrations in symbiote with their low vibration, they could actually attach to you. And so when they attach you, they just ride around with you and, you know, they manipulate, they send you thoughts, uh, they can affect the body. Like, for example, it can, you know, from, from a spiritual perspective, they can paralyze the low intestine, uh, affect the liver, adrenals. So that's why people get exhausted. And again, from a spiritual perspective, they can tap in the lower back. Um, <clears throat> the L4, L5 disc will start bulging after a while, so you get lower back issues. And um, they hang on the shoulders and neck. So your shoulders and neck are always tight. Wow, you know. And they'll they'll just stay with you until you remove them. Now, you know, uh, it's 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 just becoming self-aware. I think that if you do feel those symptoms, then, you know, like your abdomen's bloaty and you've got tight neck or shoulders and you get negative thoughts, the chances are uh, you've got the attachment. And it's important to remove them. You know, there's different types. There's Anunnaki, there's Draconians, there's Luciferians. There's archons, there's first and second dimensional scarab beetle type things, snake bean type things. So there's a few of them to attach. And of course, with a low vibration, um, that you know allows, if you've got pathogens in the body, 
again, from a spiritual perspective, can mutate the cells, turn into tumors. So important to remove them. You've been very, very diligent in, in saying that this is the origin of where this may be coming from, but it, it seems like it would be a vicious circle. You know, you talk about pathogens, you talk about things in the environment, lifestyle that has been foisted on so many of us through the media's uh, versus, or in addition to these attachments, how, do they, because both apparently exist and you're, you're, you're very strong on the fact that these are non-human intelligences that have essentially infiltrated our our species and are are they the origin of it or are they feeding on some of the other things that are in the environment that we're partaking in? Do you, do you know what I mean? I really want to try to delineate that because there are other things that cause maladies in, in, in our intestines and gut and the foods that we're eating as an example. So yeah, or, or emotion, you know. I think, I mean, their biggest purpose is they want to reduce the population. And the reason why is because these beings are under the planet and they breathe low levels of oxygen. So, uh, and they want to come up on the planet eventually. And so if they reduce the population, how do you do that? Well, uh, they also want to reduce the oxygen. That's why, you know, they spray a lot of uh, uh, engineering into the sky to basically block out the sun. So it will start to reduce um, the oxygen level uh in, you know, so they can actually come up and, and breathe on top. At the moment, they can't. So there's there's a lot of agendas that flow here. Um, it's 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 very interesting. There are many in our audience are obviously um, well versed in this part of the, the the fringe part of reality, and yet there are going to be some people that are thinking this is crazy talk. Um, I don't. <laughs> I think this. I think reality has always been far more vast than we give credit to, but this is extreme. Um, the idea that there may be some alien-human hybrids, sort of acting as a um, proxy in some cases for these beings that are fully non-human. What are your thoughts on that, and how how common is that? Because some of these agendas, you know, there are conversations that there are people doing them, but are these people not fully people? Not the first time this has been talked about, of course. But your thoughts? No, no. That? I mean, the the, the um, hybrid uh, reptilian hybrid people. So they look human, but they're they're really not. And the things about the reptilians is if if they're malevolent, they really have no empathy. They're just interested in control. And so you know, if they infiltrate the government, which they have done, of course. Then you get you know a species in charge of the human race and with no empathy or anything. It's 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 kind of worrisome to say the least. Uh, all they want to do is just follow the orders and uh, and um, work on the agendas at play at the moment, of which there were many. You know. I want to transition and, and spend the bulk of our time talking about because you, you've got an excellent discourse on uh, the abduction syndrome. Some people say the abduction phenomenon. Of course, those that watch Higher Journeys know that this is something we readily discuss. But in making drawing a nexus, uh, Christopher, between the attachment phenomenon of which you believe is prevalent and the abduction phenomenon, you're saying that maybe 98%, the majority of the population have some form of attachment or infiltration um, from these either uh, non-human or partially non-human beings. How prevalent then would the abduction phenomenon be? Equally so? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the reptilians and, you know, uh, Anunnaki, Draconians, everything else, <clears throat> they've been around for a long time. And the thing is, people often ask me, well, why can't you get God to remove them from the planet? And the answer is because they've been here a long time and they're part of, they're actually part of the classroom. They're part of what we need to learn to remove these things and, and keep them out. Um, so, you know, that's the difference between violation education. So to me, it's an education because before you came down here, you knew they were here and you have to learn how to manage them. And the biggest thing really is to get your vibration up, release a lot of emotion, get your vibration to a point where you feel like a warrior, where nothing will phase you. And once you're there, they can't come near your energy field. So so that's, you know, a solution to that. In the meantime, you have to say maps of intent to keep them out, like prayers right. to keep them out. And we've got, if anyone wants any help, on the website is the 27 esoteric Merkabah field prayer. If you say that three times a day, mm. it will keep these beings out. That's now, great. abduction is different. So, you know, of course, uh, with Hitler, uh, the Greys did uh, the reticular. They ba basically uh, produced a uh, agreement where if they handed over technology, they would, you know, they had the ability to abduct the people. And, of course, does your government have the, you know, uh, have the authority really to sign a contract saying they can steal your body parts? The answer is mm -hmm, probably not. But, of course, people don't know about it. So... So once they had signed an agreement, then they were abducting people. And the reason for that is they've destroyed their planet. You know, they've had nuclear war. Um, they've got to a stage where they can't reproduce. And so they had to look for a way of keeping their, um, you know, greys, you know, alive. And so what they're doing is they're taking eggs and sperm from um, female males. And what they're doing is reproducing that way. So they're producing like uh, humanoid gray beings you know which um and they've been doing it a lot i mean i've dealt with so many people who have been uh, abducted and it's it's crazy you know the ships take you know paralyze you they take you on board they steal the egg sperm or they can actually implant the child into the human so they'll they'll put some sperm of maybe the gray into the human they normally run that for about two months until the baby starts forming then they'll abduct again take it out so and some people have felt pregnant and suddenly, oh, I'm not pregnant anymore. You know, what's going on? And what's going on is that you're being used as a, you know, a, a manufacturing process. It's it's totally wrong. As many moving parts as there is to this drama, if we were to boil it down to one thing, and you, you have said this, this is a massive experiment to see if a hybridized race can be created, perhaps in order to save theirs, if we're referring to the greys. We, of course, have heard many, uh, I personally have taken many accounts of individuals who believe that they have uh, had both missing pregnancies and planted pregnancies. I've talked I've interviewed numerous individuals, specifically females who have felt this to be the case. Again, I want to speak I want us to speak, Christopher, today. This is a very important conversation, guys. And again, many of you listening are familiar with these this kind of a discourse. There's some of you here that may have never heard it. Let's speak to those who would otherwise say, you are <laughs> raving mad, both of you. How would you make a case that this is real? Can we? How would we make a case? How do we open more eyes, Christopher? to the fact that this is happening to the otherwise oblivious person that may in fact be uh, being taken anyway, unconscious of it. How would we make the case? Well, 
Well, I've dealt with a lot of people. I mean, first of all, I'd just like to say that if people say, you know, you're absolutely crazy, barking, loony man, you know, I, I would be honoured for that, you know, because <laughs> I am. <laughs> we all are. And, it, well, it actually depends on your perspective. You know, my perspective is we're all normal. Out there is crazy barking man, but that's okay. But I think, you know, how do you make a case where you can prove it very difficult? Uh, but I've worked with so many people who felt they've been raped, who felt, you know, and, and we went back to the uh, subconscious and started looking at when it happened. Uh, they saw a loss of time. You know, there's so many, uh, so much evidence to show that it happened. Can you physically prove it? I can see these beings. I have the ability to see them when they come through. Also, craft in the sky. There's a lot of craft in the sky that people don't see. So it's it's difficult, you know, but... Um, I did chair the meeting with the Galactic Federation, of which I'm one of three because that beings who chair it. And this was about I've I've got a loss of time really because of the pandemic, but I think I think it was in 2017. I think it was June 2017, and we had a meeting. Okay, violation versus education, and it was decided by all the uh, main parties that it's a violation of the human race. And so for the first time, they interfered, and what they did is. They got the Actorians to sweep the greys off the planet. So, great. So, we're okay for a bit. And they were banned from coming back to this time space here. So, how did they get over that? Well, they're pretty cheeky, these things. So, what they did is now they're, they're opening portals where they're in a portal, but they can still manipulate you. So, they're in a different time space. So, they can put a portal in your house. A grey can come in your house, but not in this time space. Stay in the portal and manipulate you that way. So... It didn't really uh, do, a, you know, it did a, did something for a while, but now they're, you know, people manipulate and get over the, uh, get over the ban, I guess, right. <laughs> which is sad. Well, if you were to juxtapose, thank you for that. I know it's difficult because we're not talking about proving something in a 3D manner of speaking. This is something that is, forgive the cliche, has been alien to many for a long time <laughs> is becoming, but is becoming lesser so, uh, less so, I think, in recent uh, recent years, uh, not the least of which is because the mainstream has finally decided to, to take their foot off the gas pedal of the, the the giggle factor just a tad. We've got yet another hearing, I understand, an open uh, congressional hearing coming up in the coming days where this meets with all of, you know, the, the, the actually talking about the beings, I don't know, but something is going on, Christopher, of which there needs to be, or there's something is pushing the exposure to whatever extent of this reality. So it may not be as hard to convince people is what I'm saying uh, as, as we might think, but you know, it's good to have this, this conversation. I agree with you. I think anecdotally, you're talking to a lot of people who are having these experiences and maybe there are a couple that are off, but most probably are not. I know I talk to a lot of people that are having difficulty uh, integrating their abduction encounters of which they know they're having into day-to-day -day life. That's, that's, that's another thing that, uh, you know, I know you work with people on trying to do. Um, let's talk a little bit about manner of abduction. They can happen in a number of ways. Some, you know, can be taken out of their car, um, can literally be dematerialized in some cases. A whole other kind of physics applies here. Coming into the room, I've talked to quite a few people that have seen the beings literally coming through their walls and them being phased through the walls back and up onto the craft. Let's talk about that a little bit. 
If you're enjoying this episode, along with all of the subjects that we cover here on Higher Journeys, then I invite you to join our members-only community on Patreon, where we go even deeper into the conversations with the guests that you know and love. Not only does your membership ensure that we can keep this work going and growing, but you'll also get immediate access to our exclusive after shows. Get up close and personal with the guests of the show, along with many other member perks. So click on the link below to join now or visit higherjourneys.com where you'll find the Patreon link. We'll see you on the journey. Thanks. What are some of the more common ways you feel these objections are happening? A lot of it's kind of tractor beam technology, like you say, you know, they put a beam, you know, and they can just suck you out of bed or, you know, like you say, sometimes the beams will come through the beam and, and help you, you know, um, help you move forward. But obviously they paralyze you first, which is which is not okay. I have seen people where they've been in a car, and uh, this is an interesting story. So driving up um, somewhere and suddenly they the whole time stopped and suddenly they were at their destination. And uh, and one of the ladies who, who had this problem, well, actually, no, that's a different time. But anyway, the lady got abducted and, you know, uh, they uh, they they took some body parts, but, you know, they lost time. Now, another person was interested when she was young, um, basically lost nine hours. So, you know, she went to school, walking home from school, lost nine hours, and suddenly ends up on the doorstep with a right over removed uh, okay and there was blood there you know and no one could figure it out so you know there's there's a lot of different things happening um yeah but uh definitely tractor beam technology they do take them on the ship or they can probably suspend you know the car take the person out work on them put them back and then place the car in the destination you know so i've seen some extraordinary things happen i was just going to say what would be one of the most bizarre encounters you've taken in in terms of what you've heard can you recall one um that one was pretty bizarre by the way that's uh, horrible yeah i know i mean um, well that, that was an over move that's probably the 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 worst abduction i've seen because mostly they tied themselves up but there was blood over this lady and you know they clearly done a operation then maybe for whatever reason hadn't completed it properly so they left blood around and things and of course the police were called What's happened? You know, who did this? You know, <laughs> the people upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's hard. It's hard to, uh, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to understand. Right. It is very difficult. <laughs> yeah. And then you marry this with the, the enormous amount of animal mutilations that have gone on uh, all over this planet, not the least of which are the cattle mutilations. And going back to this idea of massive experimentation, not just with human alien, but human animal. Um, and and th- this confounds, of course, the mainstream that, that have covered these local cases, particularly these farmers that or, or um, cattle ranchers that have reported cattle being mutilated. And, the, you know, nothing is left other than the, the skeleton or pieces are meticulously extracted. Um, have you talked to any abductees that have any more insight into what is going on, perhaps on board the craft with these animals? Because let's assume that they're they're also part of this grander experiment that have seen um, some of these animal specimens on board. Absolutely. I mean, I went to a ranch. It was in uh, Phoenix, and it was having exactly that problem. It was a it was a it was a ranch for you know retired horses. So it it was it wasn't a non 
I don't think he registered as a not-for-profit, but he got donations in to look after these horses. And, and what would happen, he'd wake up one morning, like you say, completely dismembered horse in bits, you know, virtually all of it gone. Um, but I know the greys eat the meat, so that's one thing, but they also do experiments on these animals as well to obviously, you know, try and uh, get these animals um, so they can actually uh, get a form of meat in the future. So they do take certain parts of them uh, onto the onto the craft and probably use their DNA and everything else, you know. But but they do eat them, you know. They actually eat them. Mm-hmm. So, mm. and what what was interesting, I went to this ranch and they had a they had a particular place where a portal opened, and I spent two days getting the code, opening the portal, and suddenly bang, you know, it was a sonic boom, and the thing opened, but it didn't open on the ground where it normally does. It opened three hundred feet up. And I was watching this thing. It was interesting. And, you know, we have watches. That's because of that being we have watches, which are the Actorians. So if the Actorian craft bang suddenly appear, and they're in the sky about a mile away, floating like three to one. They just sat there for 40 minutes. And I was watching this portal. There was just things just dropping out, like craft and everything else. So, uh, so I shut it down finally, managed to shut it down and keep it shut. And, and all this stuff stopped at the ranch, which was good. But uh, there's a lot of ranches, you know, in these areas, uh, Nevada, Arizona, um, where, you know, there's a lot of activity, a lot of, lot of uh, you know, craft activity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, of course, we're getting a lot of attention on, uh, more attention, I should say, on the Skinwalker Ranch that uh, that continues to present uh, as one of the most enigmatic, I think, in, in all of this. It's, there's so many moving parts, again, forgive the cliche, literally, <laughs> moving parts with uh, this dynamic, uh, all for the, we say experimentation, but it's probably more than experimentation, but rather a a creation of a Mm. new species, maybe to save their own, particularly if we're talking about the greys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Wow. This um, This is quite a phenomenon. Are you seeing more people coming to you in the last several years, particularly based on all of the mental stresses that have gone on in, in recent years um, that have that have also been talking to you about abductions? Is there a connection there, do you think? Yeah, and, uh, you know, entity attachments. Uh, I think what's happening is that uh, people... You know, first of all, people start thinking a little bit outside the box. Oh, this is not what it seemed. Then they start investigating. They start to wake up properly, and then you get this like massive jolt. Like, wow, is, is there's got to be something that's not hijacked? You know, mm-hmm. and people often say to me, "There's got to be something hijacked." Like, Hang on, let's have a think. Um, oh, everything's hijacked. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's not hijacked. Your water, your food, your government. You know, your religion. All religions, most of the religions, have a hijacking element in them, and um, you know, Masonic Lodge, everything else, all these things are there to manipulate. And so, you know, it's it's a big thing to digest. And I think people go through a grief process of, wow, I didn't realize the world was this bad. I said, just wait till you find some more out. You'll realize it's even worse than you really think. But when you get a grip of it, you know, you can get in a place where you can actually detach from this matrix. And I think you have to, because yes. if you don't, it's going to suck you under. You're going to get depressed and suicidal. So what you have to do is take a step back and say, well, yeah, the government's messed up. Everything's messed up, but you know what? It's not going to bother me because my bubble around me—I'm going to create. I'm going to make great food. I'm going to buy it for the Amish. I'm going to uh, put some music on, dance like a mad person, have a glass of wine, have friends who don't suck the life out of non-narcissistic, non-passive aggressive. 
so you can just enjoy your life because there's a lot more um, needy people now. There's a lot more um, stress uh, because people just don't want to do. They, they kind of feel powerless. Yeah. And to me, you know, the power is in God. You, you're not powerless. You, you're an amazing being. Absolutely. You know, and I'm trying to encourage people to be able to release that emotion, take your power back. Yeah, we're doing it. I mean, once every 120 days, we do a big ceremony. And it's basically calling out all the big tech, big pharma, big this, big that, you know, governmental systems, religions, uh, Masonic stuff, you know, uh, Illuminati, Cabal. And it, it, it takes about hmm, probably two hours. We chant it together. It's basically the, the fundamental principle is all these people, you know, named or not named, known or known, who have committed crimes against humanity, we're going to bring them before God for justice in only the way God knows how, not for us to judge them. So we're going to release them to God with unconditional unforgiveness. And that's a powerful thing, especially if you get like five, six hundred, a thousand. One time we had four thousand people on. And it is a powerful exercise. It's helping break down um, the satanic nature that's uh, driving all this. And, and I think it's really helping. That's huge. I, I, we're obviously going to have. Uh, um... Uh, link to your website. In fact, I'm going to mention it right now. It's globalenlightenmentproject.com. Uh, Christopher and his team do some amazing meditations. You've been doing this for a long time, and I, I can totally see how more people would be signing on now more than ever. I'm glad you're we're taking it. You're you're kind of driving this conversation in that direction because we, we, this is a dark conversation. But you've heard me said it before, journeyers. You cannot know how brilliant the light can be unless and until you glimpse the shadow. We're glimpsing the shadow today. But we want to <laughs> now, we're glimpsing the shadow, but the shadow is here. You can stick your head in the sand if you want, but it doesn't mean it's not going to be there. However, when you shine a light on it, the light always wins. Let's Absolutely. now talk about, yeah, because this is what you do. This is this is what you do well. We're here for solutions, not just to highlight the problems. I'm not a, you know, I'm not into fear porn, not in the least. I'm into truth, like so many and uh, illuminating what's happening so we can heal it. What might, now we're obviously going to send as many people to your website as possible and to participate in a meditation like this and others, but what are some of the things that people can start? Let's say somebody feels that they have been abducted, may not be sure, but have a sense that something funky is going on. What might people do on their own to get started to first identify and then begin the healing process, if that's possible? Well, I think identification is really important. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you said, I mean, we're talking about dark stuff, but I, I always talk about, you know, things and have solutions. It all, it's really important to me to have solutions. I think, you know, people for themselves, <clears throat> I think what they need to do is probably go into meditation. And uh, if you can get deep enough to the subconscious, you can probably see what happened. And I think it's good to see what happened. Okay, so then you've got to uh, in, introduce a, an aspect of forgiveness because it happened and, um, you know, and do your spiritual practice as well, you know, release some emotion, do some deep breathing, you know, uh, do some Pilates, do some uh, yoga, you know, whatever, whatever gives you joy, because that's going to raise your spirits, you know, Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we have meditations for releasing emotion, you know, you can go one of those, um, you know, if you, if you really do feel bad, and sometimes people I've had people express that they actually feel as though they've been raped. And if that's the case, it's probably worth doing a little bit of healing to allow them because that means to get inside the womb and, and actually comb the meridians and repair some of the scar tissue that's happened, you know. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's another thing you could do. And sure, sure. And and I like using this term of righteous indignation. Do it with with purpose. And we're not just asking; we're commanding in the most beautiful way. You're not invited here. You just not. Um, and and it's hard. It can be hard because we're dealing with something that cannot be a hundred percent identified. Um, and yet there, there's got to be a measure, I think, of trust um, that there is something happening so you can start to get some insight and 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 heal from it ultimately. Let's t- I want to touch on, before we go more into the healing side of this, the generational, the intergenerational connection. I have taken, again, many accounts of individuals who have learned at some point in their trajectory of learning about their own contact encounters that they, they in fact, are a part of a legacy in family, sometimes in both paternal and maternal sides, mother, grandmother, aunt, uncle, sister, siblings. How common from your research into this abduction phenomenon is that? Oh, it's very common. <clears throat> but I think the reason why they do that is they're looking for particular starseed families, you know, and the bloodlines of them. And I've noticed with me, I mean, uh, with my wife as well, you know, her mother was abducted. Mandy's never been touched uh, because it's the McKeelsdeck element. They leave them alone. But but her mother's been abducted many times. Uh, so is her, her mother's sister. And it goes back and back and back. So it's it's very common, actually. And, you know, the people I speak to say, oh, yeah, my mother was abducted as well, or my father, or, mm-hmm. you know, they were talking about it. But, of course, people don't like talking about abductions because it sounds crazy, you know, but it's not, you know, so... Yeah, it's pretty common. It's pretty common. They look for, and don't forget, if you've got, you know, an alien blood type like O negative, I mean, I'm O negative, uh, I don't know what you are, A negative, things like that, you know, uh, they're, they're interested in those bloodlines because, you know, you, you're a reptilian, uh, sorry, you're a starseed, you know, like a benevolent being hybrid, basically. Right. Like I am, you know, I've got 84% McKillsdeck DNA, so... My body's a bit different, you know, heart's very big. I got it scanned once. Like, oh my god, you've got end stage heart failure. Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> so wow. You have to be very careful because they're not used to seeing uh beings if they're starseeds when they've been spliced at birth, you know. So right. yeah, they do they do look for the people who are spliced at birth. Um hmm. Actorians, Mechizedek, you know. Palladians aren't necessarily spliced at birth. They they have enough DNA in the human body to be able to put the soul in but one of the biggest things is you have to have enough dna and the light body's got to be compatible with that starseed soul from that uh you know from those beings so mm-hmm. interesting would there be a particular um profile type blood type that they would not be interested in uh they don't tend to abduct the average human being in the street who's maybe not a starseed. I mean, there's 400,000 starseeds on this planet, and there's 8 billion people, so there's a reasonable percentage. Um, but um, they tend to more go after the starseed people, uh, which I've seen. I've, I've not seen them go after the average human being in the street. Uh, so, and hmm. like I say, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I, th- I think it's because of the blood type, the bloodlines, and uh, they're getting a very powerful being, you know, mm-hmm. um, merge it with their DNA and they're going to get a more powerful being. Maybe, I, I, I don't know, you know, that's what I've seen. Right. Well, you know, we're talking about something when we when we use that word abduction, I try to be very careful. I, I, I 
was just at Alien Con. I was letting you know, Christopher, uh, back in uh, March, where uh, I was part of a talk where we were delineating, you know, where all abduction is a form of contact. Not all contact is necessarily abduction. There are many individuals who talk about lifelong encounters, but wouldn't consider them abductions. The, the inference here is taken against your will and having something done to you that you it, that is not pleasant, that is uh, for, the, for malevolent purposes. But there are these other types of encounters. And this is where it could very well be that makes up the rest of the population. I don't know. I have a theory that we may be looking at a majority of the population that has had some form of contact. Uh, I will be speaking at that uh, about that as well. Uh, coming up, maybe we'll bring that up later. But absent of abduction, let's just talk about contact and some of the benevolent beings that are also here, of which you say you have had encounters with yourself. Absolutely. And I've encountered the... Uh, the Actorians, obviously the Mekizdat beings, and uh, you know, seen ships, been on ships. Um, it's, 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 you know, but but they're, but they're benevolent, and of course they're, you know, we're, we're doing work with them to try and help the human race. That's our job down here. Mm-hmm. People often say, well, why do you need so many starsies down here? Well, first of all, a lot of a hijack. Secondly. You know, because uh, Prime Creators created this third dimensional can't interfere down here, it's a classroom. Even Prime Creator can't interfere. So, okay, so what do you do if it's going south? Well, you, um, you basically uh, bear a load of star seeds down here who um, can, you know, develop very quickly. And of course, there's different levels of them. And then from that, you know, then you can pull from the ethers help down here uh, if you understand how to do it. Like you say, the commanding thing is, is, key to me like let's get it done and let's get it done right now you know we thank you god send you your unconditional love so be it mm-hmm. all because that prayers are based on that you know because there's no other way to do it right right well this is um it seems like a, a battle that we a lot of people are calling what we're going through right now spiritual warfare i do believe there is some sort of a to say the least a tug of war going on but uh keeping the prime creator um in the, the the place that that should be and reminding ourselves that we are of that to me is probably one of the first steps in, in the healing process. So many people, Christopher, are suffering. Um, I'm hearing from so many people who are suffering uh, in some cases more from the ridicule of the prospect of talking about their abduction than the abduction themselves. That's itself. That's the other thing that's really uh, just so disturbing to me the, the the level of apathy from so many people uh, that are um, you know bully in some cases bullying people that are having abductions on top of their experiences being harrowing. How do you how do you deal with that when you get somebody like that that's they're suffering from the abduction itself and they're suffering from the prospect of uh, 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 discussing it publicly or even with family. <laughs> I think you have to set boundaries. I mean, I think, you know, people often say to me, oh, you know, blood's thicker than water. You should, you know, be connected to your family. I actually don't agree, you know, because, again, if you're a starseed, you don't really have the same DNA as these as your family. Mm-hmm. And if they if they break, I'm not saying cut them off completely, but what I'm saying is set boundaries. Like, this is not okay to break me. I mean, I've had a whole lifetime of beration for my father, you know, and 
Mm. And it's gone on and on and on till about two years ago. I put a stake in the ground, so enough's enough. I said, look, you're passive aggressive, you're a narcissic, you're an abuser, and mm. I don't want to speak to you for a while. So I'm going to take a, a step back from you for about six weeks. That that plummeted him, and he really thought about it. And he's been different since. He stopped berating me because, of course, you know, from his perspective, I'm not. From my perspective, I'm thinking you're supposed to be intelligent and you're not even slightly looking outside the box to see what's going on. Right. You know, even even the world today, like the economy is everything else. I mean, the, these people just don't see it. They just think, oh, well, you know, the Ukraine war, that's what caused it all. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah. you know, people just aren't seeing things. It's it's quite quite extraordinary. Right, right. Well, I'd question that too. And for, for those that are completely oblivious to what's going on even though some of these things seem way out they're so in your face right now you would have to have your head in the sand not to see there's something really really off happening here so what has happened to those people were they just always destined to be that way or could there be some kind of um you know uh, influence again from these same beings to render them inert <laughs> to not see these things. In other words, is that part of the agenda as well? It's just, you talk about switching off, right? I know that you've talked about swiping memory when it comes to abduction, but what about swiping reason from the mind to not have the ability to see these things that we can see so clearly? What about that? Well, I think there's a lot of programming and people get sucked into like Mockingbird, Project Mockingbird basically is uh, putting ridiculous things on the news. You know, people see it. Then they repeat it back to others, and mm. you know it gets around, and suddenly they start they start to believe uh, these crazy things, you know. Um, yeah. And I think you know my my father's, you know, we've talked about global warming, and he said, "Well, cows passing winds creating global warming." I said, "Oh, where'd you learn that?" He said, that was the BBC. I said, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. I was just joking with him, you know. I said, "Well, we, we fixed it over here." He goes, "How do you fix it?" Well. We give them tum-tum settled stomach, you know, no <laughs> farting, you know, global warming over. <laughs> it was a joke, by the way, big tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, 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 you know, it is it is mind control. And I think, you know, MK Ultra, you know, all these things, I think they have uh, altered the mind of people. Little, you know, you have to do it gradually. You can't do it over a mm -hmm. quick period of time. But it's getting to a stage now where people really believe this stuff. You know, yeah. it's amazing. Right. It's the boiling frog syndrome. I Absolutely. Think. Yeah. No, no question about it. Well, that, that could be a whole other show. And yet we're also seeing great numbers of individuals that are snapping out of it and uh, of, of what uh, we would loosely call uh, programming. Yeah. It's really, it's really stunning, but uh, we're glass half full people, everyone. <laughs> we're glass half full. It is an exciting time to be here. It's a time of, of realizing true empowerment and who we are. We are beings poised to transform in a way that we choose, not them. That's the that's the important thing. Tell us more about what's going on on your on your uh, not just on your website, but with the work that you're doing with your healing practices. You've got them. When are the meditations taking place? Yeah, we do. Uh, we do in our healing. I've I've reduced it by one. We I was doing healings. Three times a week, it was by donation. If people don't have any money, please come on because that's why we do it. We're a non-for-profit, 501c3. Mm -hmm. So we used to do it on Monday, but I've stopped Monday. I'm just doing it Thursday, 5 p.m. Central Time, and Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time. It's every week. 
if you want to watch the replays, go on YouTube and, you know, you can play them as, uh, to your heart's content. Uh, you know, it, it's just there to help people. Mm -hmm. But uh, we do do specialized groups. If you've got some really crazy stuff going on, uh, we have t up to 20 people on. Speak to them all. Then we do the healing after. And then, of course, I have one-to-one -one sessions uh, where, you know, I speak to everyone. We do half an hour, and then we get them accused of beings, do the healing. And then, you know, all these healings are gone for seven days, except for the general groups, which is too many people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, so so the beings are there with you for seven days, helping, you know, reform scar tissue and work on tumors and things like this. So Amazing. Oh, I've heard some incredible stories about some of the healings that have taken place. Conversely, so many beautiful beings, it seems, that are occupying our, our space, both physically and non-physically. And I, uh, I've heard some incredible stories of healing, instantaneous healing. Um, so that's, it's, it's all here. It's all in the mix. It's really a matter of intention. And like you said, I think at the begin beginning of the conversation, getting your, uh, your frequency to, to a level where you will be in alignment with those that can help you, that can be there to help you. Absolutely. And also taking your power back. I think it's so important as you release emotion, of course, you know, the, the problem with star seeds, if you've got, a, if you're empathic, you're going to take in so much emotion. Even oh. if someone sneezes on you, oh, my goodness, you ingest an emotion. And, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's just that I think you learn have to learn how to manage that. I mean, I remember when I was younger, you know, a couple of years ago, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, right. Okay. Quite a few years ago. <laughs> um, I remember, you know, if someone talked behind my back, I was mortified to the point of almost vomiting because it was, you know, I was just mortified with it. It crushed me. And now I think, ah, I don't care whether people talk to me about it or not. You know, and I think I think the day of the guru is completely gone. You are your own guru. And I think as you, as you work on yourself and as you release emotion and you get stronger, you become a warrior. That, yeah, let's get out and do some things. And, you know, you can help the world change, you know. Um, that's okay. my job. I'm just a facilitator to get people back to their guru and help them. Then they can get out there and do some amazing things. Absolutely. That's who we are. We're... We're gurus. 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 Absolutely. Yes. I, uh, in the book that I wrote back in 2014, hard to believe one of the sort of lines that was prevalent throughout said, uh, stop. Oh gosh. Now I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to remember the phrase. Stop looking to the guru out there. Look to the guru within you are the guru. And I'm not saying that right. Stop looking for the guru out there. Look for the guru right next to you. You are the guru, capital G, something like that. <laughs> but it's true. We are alchemists in training. It is true. But I think in order for us to even have a glimpse of that and really, really be convicted by it, we've got to turn out, turn off the noise that is really vying for our attention. All of us are, you know, somewhat um, a party to that. So. So that's, that's great. Well, listen, guys, we're going to, we're going to wind this conversation down, down, but you know where we're going. We're going next door. Christopher and I are going to go next door, so to speak. We're going to go over to Patreon and we're going to talk about the connection between the abduction phenomenon and transhumanism. That's right. We're going to go there a little bit, having covered it too much on this show, but I think it's a worthwhile discussion because as we look at all of the extremes of what's happening right now on this planet, I believe that there's a common thread that runs throughout the entire, all these things that seem disconnected, 
Mm -mm. They're connected in some way. We're going to brainstorm that a little bit. We're going to go back and forth a little bit over on the after show to see how we might be able to draw a nexus between transhumanism and the abduction phenomenon. So with that, Christopher Macklin, I want to say thank you for, for coming for this main portion of the show. Don't go anywhere because we're going to go next door. You're great. And it's, it's uh, thanks, always... Yeah. Bless your heart. Thanks for having me on. Bless your heart. Always love having you. You've got a lot to share and a lot for people to look into, and it's worth looking into. So, and everyone, again, go to globalenlightenmentproject.com where you can get all the great stuff that Christopher's offering. So, all right, man, don't hang up. We're going to go next door. Come on over. Join us. Will you, journeyers? We'd love to have you. All right. For now, signing off. We'll talk to you soon.